The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and buy sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away That man said it, and every word of it is true. It is episode 13 of The Collector and the Dealer, adding inventory. It's for collectors, too. I am Chuck Oliver. I'm The Collector. He's Joe Davis. He's The Dealer. Joe, how you doing, brother? Doing great. Great to be back with you, Chuck. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode as well. And I always start by telling you a couple of things, that uh, we are here, Joe and I are here because of support from Oxygen Financial, uh, they are my personal financial advisors and have been for years. And so it wasn't like an advertiser knocked on the door and I was like, okay, we'll take your money. No, I went to somebody that I can tell you great advice over several years, whether it's taxes, insurance, investments, whatever, that's Oxygen Financial. And I also say, hey, thanks to Sports Card Investor. That's Jeff Wilson. Joe, tell everybody why Jeff and his YouTube channel are so awesome and so free and all that. Well, we don't have to rely on Joe Davis for that this time. Uh, we have Jeff Wilson himself here again from Sports Card Investor. Jeff, welcome back, man. How you been? Hey, good morning. I've been great. Been great. Yeah, and I want to start with, uh, honestly, it's like a public service announcement courtesy of Sports Card Investor and you. Uh, there is no national, at least not the traditional last week of July national where we all go to Chicago or Cleveland or wherever. Uh, in place of the national, you are providing the sports card community with the virtual talk about that a little bit yeah we are so it's coming up starting wednesday july the 29th it's coming up real soon uh and it's going to be for five nights wednesday through sunday night we're going to go live on our youtube channel uh every night and we are going to go around the country to bring in different dealers many of which who were going to be at the national uh, but obviously didn't have that opportunity so we're going to bring them onto our channel live and they're going to show off cards that they have for sale that they otherwise would have sold at the national and, and they'll be available to purchase for anyone watching during the show so it's going to be uh it's going to be a great event we look forward to a lot of people joining that and it's all going to be on the sports card investor youtube channel um and people can also register by going to sportscardinvestor.com it's completely free to register jeff i know i'm really looking forward to participating myself and uh can't wait to, and, and i'm just thankful for you doing something like this because so many collectors are going to be missing out the opportunity of course that they look forward to every year so i think it's great what you're doing for the hobby to bring collectors and dealers together and and give collectors an opportunity to buy some of the items that they could have bought in person but uh you know this is the, the next best thing that they can at least have that opportunity and uh, build community with collectors and uh, i think it's going to be a great event thank you 
Jeff, um, you know, I got to be honest with you. If I could get in the DeLorean and go back to like the middle of March and you said, Chuck, what would the high-end sports card market look like in the middle of July? I, honestly, I, I would have said everything from prices falling to, you know, maybe, hey, do we got a net underneath us to, to land on? Uh, maybe dramatically over the past few months. What in the world, Jeff? I, I honestly think the hobby has never been hotter. And I'm not talking about junk wax buying, you know, cases of 1989 tops at, you know, when they came out. Uh, I'm talking about high-end collectibles that have never been hotter, in my opinion. Please explain this. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true, without a doubt. I mean, the the months of April, May, and June were incredible months for the hobby. I know Joe saw it in his business. I saw it with just interest in my show and, and people joining my membership. Um, and, of course, you know, all of the online retailers saw it with, with how the prices have been going up and up on cards. Um, you know, I think what happened was people people were at home. They were looking for entertainment. Uh, they were reconnecting with maybe their roots in some cases and, and looking to their hobbies and their, you know, their, their, maybe their childhood roots for sources of entertainment. Um, and they also, in, in, in many cases, had some extra money to spend because vacations they might have been going on over the summer had been canceled and deposits refunded and that type of thing. And so you saw a lot of that interest and in, in money and entertainment dollar uh, getting pushed into sports cards, um, and it's 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 been a great thing. It's anyone anyone who bought cards back in in March is uh, particularly happy right now with their returns. And frankly, it's been that way for the last few years. If you bought cards last year, you're even happier. The year before, you're even happier. And now with sports coming back on TV, finally with us getting MLB yeah. and NBA back yeah. here, I th- I think it's only going to continue to push things up further. So, Jeff, speaking of sports coming back, I know we're both huge NBA fans, and since they are now back in the bubble, who are who do you think? Uh, I know some of our listeners may be interested. Um, we know the obvious, LeBron, and you know the um, Zion's going to be playing and so forth. But some of the guys who you know may be uh, part of a team that's going to make a late round playoff push. Some of the guys who may be undervalued, who might be a bargain. Um, any advice uh, uh, or recommendations you have? for listeners who might like buying up rookie cards of some of these uh, undervalued players in the NBA that may get some attention coming up here real soon? Yeah, it's, that's a great question. It's honestly, it's getting harder to find those values because uh, there were some values to be had a couple of months ago when they announced the season return. Um, but sports card investors have become savvier and savvier and they're looking everywhere to try to find values these days. But I, I had recommended um, to my members a couple of months ago you know, if, you know, obviously the big name guys like Giannis and LeBron, you know, have a base of them. But look for some of the secondary players on the teams that have the opportunity to potentially make it to the finals. So, like, for example, with Milwaukee, you could look to Chris Middleton. He's actually a great player. He's a player that has, is, is you know, actually one of the better players in the entire NBA, uh, but, but doesn't get a whole lot of attention because Giannis is the big star in Milwaukee. And he... Um, uh, his, his, the hobby has really never shown him a whole lot of respect in terms of his car prices. Um, but if you consider the fact that every, it seems like every time a team wins a championship, there are secondary players on that team whose car prices also benefit. Uh, you know, if, if they have any type of big moments in the finals. We saw last year, obviously, with Toronto, you, know, you had Kawhi Leonard as your star, and his car prices went up like 500% during the playoffs last wow. year. But, but then you also saw guys like uh, Pascal Siakam 
uh, really have a breakout, you know, last year during the playoffs, and his card prices uh, went went up a bunch as well. And so could you see a guy like Chris Middleton or another guy would be Kyle Kuzma uh, for, you know, the L.A. Lakers? Could Kyle Kuzma uh, kind of emerge in the spotlight and hit some big shots and, and you know, really benefit from that, you know, the, the halo of LeBron and Anthony Davis out there? All right, Jeff, uh, watching so many of your videos, which honestly, you know, there, there's a rumor you actually have another day job that's like full-time, 50 <laughs> hours a week, but, but whatever. I just know I go to YouTube, hey, look, it's a new video. Um, and I realized I started calling this the Jeff Wilson blue sky. Like if you look up and you see blue sky, that means there's room, man. It's wide open. There's still room to grow. Um, and I'm asking, is there any Jeff Wilson blue sky for uh, Zion and Kyler Murray left? Because, I mean, I w- I'm going to tell you right now, I was wrong about Kyler Murray. I thought he was going to get crunched up like a, a, a lawn chair in the NFL. I think that kid's going to win an MVP one day. He may. I, I would say I'm more enthusiastic maybe about Kyler Murray in terms of that question, and it's only because of supply and demand and population counts. And, you know, what we're seeing is that there are a ton of uh, basketball cards that were produced this year. There's going to be a ton of, of Zion rookie cards out there on the market for years to come. And, yes, they, they still have the opportunity to go up in value because Zion, if he becomes kind of a transcendent player, they will continue to go up in value. But there's a lot of supply. And a lot of that supply right now with Zion is actually sitting in the, at the grading companies like PSA and BTS oh, yeah. and that type of thing. But, um, but with, with, with Kyler Murray, yes, there were more football cards printed uh, this past year than there were in previous years, but it, it wasn't nearly as big of a jump. And the population counts on Kyler Murray's cards pale in comparison to the population counts on Zion's cards right now. And so just from that standpoint, if Kyler Murray goes on and has a really great career, there's going to be less supply available of of his rookie cards. Um, And so whereas with Zion, there's going to be a lot of supply. But, you know, in general, both guys are pretty hot right now. The hobby is pretty hot. I mean, I think there's I think there is potential for both to rise. Personally, I like looking to previous years because if you get if you go back a few years, the population counts on, you know, how many cards are out there of these guys is, is much, much lesser. So, I, you know, I'd like to go back to 2017 and look at a Jason Tatum or go back to 2012 mm-hmm. and look at an Anthony Davis or, or a Kawhi Leonard or those types of players because they're just inherently going to be more rare. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I had a customer uh, come by this week who brought up Zion, and he was all about selling, selling, selling. He's like, he's overvalued, he's overvalued. And then he said, Oh my gosh, have you looked at what he's done? And he said, you know, he's lost 20, you know, he, he said he said he heard he lost 40 pounds and then put 20 pounds of muscle back on. He said he looks like LeBron now. And he's like, now I'm a buyer. I'm a buyer. He goes, he, you know, he's shown his work ethic that he's serious about this. And so, um, I know we've seen that just in the last couple of weeks with, with products across the board for 1920 basketball that it seems like daily, um, we're seeing price increases on the unopened boxes. So there is, uh, there, there may still be room left, at least according to collectors, because they, they keep buying up the products and keep buying up his cards. There seems to be no end to the demand for his stuff right now. So, Jeff, any other guys um, who are already, you know, like, like Zion, like uh, Kyler Murray, who've already seen a lot of movement, uh, any others that you have a take on that you say you still got more room on beyond, beyond those names? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it would be in, it's kind of interesting to look at the various sports and seeing and see what they're doing in comparison to each other. I mean, basketball has absolutely been the hottest sport in the hobby for the last few years. The Zion craze that you just mentioned has driven that tremendously so and and it it is going to be really interesting when the when the NBA playoffs resume here shortly. It, you know, if Zion is able to lead the Pelicans in, they're out of the playoffs right now. They need to win several of their, you know, eight game eight play-in games but they have a favorable schedule if he comes out and looks good and they're able to dominate in those games then you're right i mean sky's the limit lebron versus zion in round one that would be unreal it'd be amazing (laughs) but also lebron versus jean morant in in round one can be really entertaining as well so there's a lot of there's a lot of you know rookie exposure that could be given to either of those guys but but uh you know what i've seen joe is while basketball has been red hot Baseball has not been as hot in the last few months, and it, I don't know if it is because people are still skeptical that you know the season's actually going to get pulled off, or if people were uh, just kind of disenfranchised by the you know negotiations between the players and the and the owners. I'm not quite sure what the reason is, uh, but for whatever reason, you know, outside of a few key players like an Acuna and a Wander Franco. A lot of the baseball players have been flat for the last three or four months, uh, generally, uh, and some of them have even decreased. I was looking at Mike Trout's cards, and they've actually fallen in value over the over the course of the last few months. Now, of course, there's speculation that Mike Trout yeah. may not play this year because his wife's having a baby, and and so that I'm sure is playing into it. Uh, but I think I think you know there's there's some interesting uh, baseball cards that you could look at right now, players who could emerge on the scene and have good seasons this year, but really who haven't seen that, you know, big price hike we've seen in some of the other sports. Wrapping up with Jeff Wilson from Sports Card Investor YouTube channel. That's the website. And again, two weeks from right now, he he literally is gifting to all of us uh, the virtual. We will be back next week's uh, episode. We will give you updated information, schedules, times, and then the week of, of course, we'll be all over that on our uh, on that week's episode. But um, the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Jeff, I just uh, I, I really appreciate you making time and coming on. Uh, I know how busy you are and so much going on and organizing the virtual. It's just good stuff, brother. I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks thanks a lot. And, and Chuck, we'll look forward to having you on the virtual as a special guest. It's going to be great. Yeah, as well as Joe. Joe's going to be part of it as well. You can't, cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Jeff Wilson from Sports Card Investor. We're going to take a quick break, folks. When we come back, yes, collectors, we add to our sets. We build our sets in our collections. But now I'm talking about adding inventory. How can a collector do that? 
I'll talk to Joe about that next. Second half of episode 13, The Collector and the Dealer, that is next. I told you we're here because of support from Oxygen Financial. They're a sponsor of The Collector and the Dealer, but where my wife and I are, that's also in part thanks to Oxygen Financial. We have been personal clients of Oxygen for several years now, and originally it was for help with our taxes, looking to pay what we're supposed to, but not more. And we had been paying more for years, actually, it turned out. With Oxygen's help, that immediately changed for the better. And my wife and I decided, let's see what Oxygen thinks of our investments and overall strategy. Well, three years later, after making that choice, I can tell you we breathe easier when it comes to the market than at any time before getting with Oxygen Financial. And that's including the current issues all of us everywhere are dealing with. If you might have a question about where you and your family are, any at all, take the step we did and visit OxygenFinancial.com. You can get a free copy of Oxygen's 21-day budget cleanse, as well as Oxygen's guide on how to save up to $100,000 in taxes in 2020, just for telling them you heard Chuck talking about it. Breathe easier about life. Visit OxygenFinancial.com. A popular thought in the sports card world is that there's two camps, those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, sportscardinvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports Card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com. Welcome back to The Collector and the Dealer. Yes, vintage, modern, and everything else in today's sports card world. It is episode 13, and I said that even though I am the collector part of this, I've decided to add inventory, and Joe, uh, I, you know my story. Back in the late, uh, really mid to late 90s, um, I did become a, quote, dealer, but, you know, I, I'm sure that there is a category that real dealers talk about when, when um, like, the, the broad brush y'all paint us with, when it is a collector who just starts setting up shows to try to, you know, add to his collection, buy cheap, et cetera. Uh, and that's what I, I was. I bought a couple of cases and I started setting up at shows. I wanted to add inventory. I just wanted to build my collection. And I was thinking that there would be people coming up to me and this is how it was going to work. What I realized is there are a lot of folks who approach you at card shows and, you know, not even nine out of 10, it seemed 99 out of 100, it was brand new product that they didn't want or I didn't want. Um, so I got real good at having those talks. Um, if I consider this again, becoming a weekend dealer, um, any any advice, any tips on how, because I really am looking to just, just I want to buy vintage, I want to add to my collection, um, and I wasn't so successful the first time. Yeah, it's really tough, especially if you're just doing like smaller local shows. You rarely, people just rarely walk in and say, hey, check out my 53 tops. You know, are you interested it just doesn't happen. You're, you're correct. Most of what you get offered is stuff from the last two or three years. About the only vintage collections I've been offered in the last few years, I bought a little bit uh, in my retail store, but uh, most of it was at the National. I remember a guy you know, coming by with a, a cart full, and he's like, hey, I need 60000 for this run of 
sets, which we didn't we didn't do the deal. But um, you know, it does happen at shows like the National and and the Sun Times show, some of the bigger shows. But it's tough because if what what invariably happens when you're the dealer behind the table, you get offered stuff, you start getting the mindset like, well, if I buy that, there is some margin to buy that. So you end up buying a lot of things that you didn't necessarily plan on because you're like, well, I can make some dollars off of that. I might as well buy it. Then you go home and you're like, how did I end up with all this modern stuff? You know, and then then you devote all your time to that and you end up not building your collections necessarily. Absolutely. And and that was my my goal when I originally did this. And like I said, I had success, you know, quote, adding inventory, but not necessarily to my collections. Um, and then you have to make the the choice. OK, well, if I'm going to flip it at the show, as you've said, on eBay, tack on an additional 13 percent because uh, of the 10 percent commission for eBay and then three percent if it's PayPal, et cetera. And yeah. so what I realized is the reason that a dealer, for instance, like you, the reason you're able to make it is because you can do everything on scale, whereas a weekend guy like me, it was one or maybe two Saturdays a month, and there is no scale to that. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's we, you know, full-time retailers are blessed with not only with more opportunities, uh, but hopefully the budgets to work with to do the things like that. And <clears throat> I will say that there is kind of a there is more opportunities when you set up just working hand in hand with your peers at the show because you get to know them and then you get to build contacts. And then, you know, you tell the guy, hey, I'm working on a 67 set. And he's like, yeah, I'll keep you in mind if someone come along. So when you're just shopping from the other side of the table, you don't necessarily build those uh, relationships. Um, also, you have the opportunity, especially at the bigger shows, you're the first one in the room. So, I mean, at the National, we basically have a day and a half before things open up to the public. Yep. So there are opportunities to go around and shop and cherry pick items before others even see them. So there are advantages to being um, a dealer in that sense as well, that you know you, you get first pick at things and you get to build a relationship. So there are two sides <clears throat> two sides to it. So you know that there are there are some advantages as well to think about. And, and part of what you're talking about there, you know, I go to the national every year, not this year, but I go to the national every year and um, with my my media, my guest pass, um, I get in even pre-opening for the VIP afternoon, which is about usually, what, 4 o'clock on that Wednesday. Um, I'll get in at 10 or 11, maybe even that early on that Wednesday. And, and you're right, I'll walk the floor, Joe, for five or six hours before any customers are in there, and all I see are dealers making deals. Um, a guy that you, you and I know, Bob Presley uh, from BP Sports, I saw him a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe it was Cleveland, and he said that he had sold a – I think I told you this, a Babe Ruth autograph before the show even opened. He was like, the margin, I, I paid for my entire show. Uh, right. And that's the kind of thing if you have those contacts. Joe, I want to wrap up with uh, – we, I was asking you about eBay, and, of course, uh, this um, this episode coming out you know, today on a Thursday uh, ahead of the weekend. Um and you are are with eBay uh, today and tomorrow, and and we're going to be able to see all this. You have quite a distinction, quite an honor from eBay, correct? Yeah, it was really, really, uh, really an honor. I, I've been in meetings with them for the last two days. I have had uh, Zoom meetings with eBay with two different teams from eBay. We're going to be part of a uh, business podcast with them, and they're actually coming to film at our business uh, for about six or seven hours. Um, and we're going to be doing interviews about 
uh, how we've used eBay as part of our business. How it's been integral to our business over the last 22 years since we got on there. And we were selected. Uh, my understanding is we were one of 25 companies worldwide. Wow. So it's it's quite an honor. And, and it's funny the- funny that you told me that was going on because we were talking about when we were going to record. And you said, well, eBay's going to be in the shop. I was like, what in the world are you talking about? I'd gotten an email from someone listening to the podcast uh, who said, I didn't know who Joe was. I went and checked him out on eBay. Chuck, he sold 650,000 items on eBay. How much you spent on postage, man? We spend quite a bit. Uh, let's just say that the uh, credit card points I earn off of our postage credit card <laughs> has given me plenty of free trips for sure. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we have a phenomenal team that uh, that packs, ships, packs, labels all day long. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we as, as I was telling some of the folks from eBay last night, I said, yeah, we we put items on there from from ninety nine cents up up into the thousands. And so. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly adding new product there. Yeah, I think right now we have like 615,000 different items on. So it's a it's a constant. Uh, we want to get up to a million, but it's, it's going to take a while to get there. All right, folks, wrapping up an episode. You know what it means. Joe buys a box. Joe, man said you're buying a box this weekend. If you were going to buy a box, how much is it going to cost? What are you going to get? And what might you find inside? Well, I'm going to go on the economical side this week. I'm going to pop a box of 1920 Prism Basketball draft picks. Uh, Only 28 cards in the box, uh, all collegiate. Uh, There's four different types of Zion rookies you can pull. Uh, You can possibly get autographs. You can possibly get uh, refractors. um, Just really cool product, small set, only a hundred cards in the set, all the top draft picks from the 1920 crop. And it's actually an affordable basketball product from this year, if such a thing actually exists. So that would be my fun box to pop for the week. Okay. And so, so, uh, you said how many, uh, how much is the box again? Uh, these, uh, only go for around $50 a box. All right. That seems like a lot of ripping and enjoyment for only 50 bucks. Uh, that's good yeah. stuff. Plus, you, you could get the hits there. Uh, yeah. So that is Joe buying a box for the weekend. Uh, of course, we also wrap it up. Chuck's vintage set of the week. And Joe, I'm throwing a curveball this week because you know what I have started doing uh, over about the past month? I was reading um, a certain website uh, and prewarcards.com, as a matter of fact. And I believe next week's episode, we're going to interview the man who runs at Anson Whaley. And he had made a point on one of his resources or, or links page about the American card catalog. Um, I'm, I'm certain you, you've either had a copy or read it or seen it. Jefferson Burdick, of course, mm-hmm. the, the, the father of the hobby, practically. Joe, I went on eBay and got a 1960 hardback copy of the American card catalog. You talk about such, in, I mean, just engrossing, uh, uh, informative, entertaining, fun reading. Um, I've gotten into that, a bunch of old Sports Collectors Digest from the 70s and even 80s. Um, I'm sure you know The Trader Speaks, which was one of the first hobby publications that came out, I think, in 69 it started. I've gone back, and some of this stuff is expensive, but I've gone on to eBay and started getting some of the old Trader Speaks, and it's just fun to read the articles. Obviously, it's fun to see you know, T206s for 55 cents a piece. Um, But it's just, it's been real fun. I didn't know if you've ever done any of that. Uh, Yeah, I actually have. um, It's funny, we were doing a cleanup at the store the other week and I found some old publications from the 70s and I'm like, I'm just going to take those home and take a look at them and I haven't got to go through them all yet. But yeah, I love, some of them are just little typed 
you know, uh, newsletters from companies. I mean, um, you know, where three or four guys went together and sent, sent out mailers and said, here, you know, and they'd have a couple of articles in them. And it's really neat. Yeah. Like 52 tops high numbers, $5, you know, and stuff. So um, it, it's really cool. I, I would love to see that, uh, the, uh, the American card catalog. I, I've never had a copy of it. That's really cool. It, and uh, it's just, it's just so informative. And again, it's, it's, it's not just, it, it includes prices of the day for whatever year it's printed, but it's just so informative in the depth of information there. And uh, you know, yeah, talking about the prices, I don't think that I can go to Frisch cards today and give them $12 for the 1971 high numbers run. Um, but, but, but you could then, uh, for 12 bucks. So, uh, I think this was a 1977 SCD I was looking at. So that's my vintage set of the week. It's just some of the publications and they're just really, really fun to look at. All right. That's going to wrap up episode 13. Join us next week for more the collector and the dealer. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.